Welcome to Conversations Beyond the Veil. I'm your host, Sayo Nickerson. We hope that you will join Brandon, Victoria, and I as we aim to make sense of the past, age-old mysteries, and historical figures through mediumship, where we chat with beings or spirits on the other side who have a story to tell. We never know where it's going to go, and we hope that you will come along for the ride. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Conversations Beyond the Veil. Uh, This week's episode, I mean, it completely blew my mind, I have to say. We explored Atlantis. I thought Brandon could give a little bit of background based on sort of, he's done a lot of study on this. Do you want to talk about what you know about Atlantis? Yeah, I've done a lot of reading. I wouldn't say like studying. I guess that's studying. Uh, so what I've studied is is near-death experiences have told me a lot of the interesting things that they've been told. Also, um, Edgar Casey, Ruth Montgomery, and Thomas Moore, all psychics, and, and uh, they gave their take on it as well. It kind of, With what Vic told us, it matches pretty well. Um, other than some things, but you can't get everything perfectly right. Uh, with Atlantis, some of the things that the NDEers told me was that, one, the end of the Ice Age was not some meteor impact. The end of the Ice Age was, uh, with the floods and all that, was actually, a, sounds so woo-woo and sci-fi, it was actually crystal energy gone wild and a war between Atlantis and Lemuria. And that's what sank both continents, was this crystalline energy from Atlantis attacking Lemuria. So here's some little tidbits I was told about Atlantis. They lived extraordinary lives, like very long lives. And even upwards, and this again sounds woo-woo, upwards of thousands thousands of years. Okay. And, And they did that through crystal technology, but they also can do it through what even our mystics can do today, like the yogis and live. There's, there's a, there's a group called the yogi immortals and they, they can live a long time, but that's through breath work and the way they eat and all that. Um, like Foth, he's a, a mystic character in Atlantis and he's attributed to, to living according to the, um, the Emerald tablets, which was discovered many years ago. Um, and it's all about Atlantis, written by Thoth. He was one of the mystics who lived a long time as well. And he brought the information from Atlantis over to Egypt and South America. Where were these emerald tablets found? Like, you can go see them in a museum? Not anymore, no. They were lost in the 1920s. Oh. I'll have to research when all that. When were they found? Shortly before them? I or were they remember. around for a long time? They're like, are there pictures of them? I'll have to get back to you on oh. that. I just... I, I didn't know about that. Uh, yeah. And so anyway, they had crystalline technology. They had a world that was different technology than us, but they had, according to Edgar Casey, according to the NDE experiencers, they had like flying cars, sounds so weird, submarines. They had uh, weapon technology. Also, Atlantis was kind of like the United States in a way that it, it kind of had bases all around. So like an imperial power. Yeah, it became an imperial power. But it was a very beautiful, loving, wonderful continent for a long time. And I mean, it was around apparently for about 40 to 60,000 years. And throughout those all those years, something started to happen. And it was kind of the dark forces came into Atlantis. And they were called the Sons of Balil. And then there, there was a very light force that was there the entire time called the, the Law of One. And the law of one, because they're accepting, I think I said this in the podcast too, or during the episode, they were like, okay, we allow everything to come in so that the patriarchal energy kind of shut down what was happening there. Anyway, those are some of the things I was told. Yeah, so Brandon has sort of a lot of detail about Atlantis. And contrary to that, Victoria had no knowledge of Atlantis whatsoever. She wasn't even sure she'd heard about it being underwater so she thought is this like some underwater city or something so she really knew nothing and so finding the stuff that came out of her mouth was so kind of wild in my mind and then to have it really line up with these other accounts just it really blew my mind especially where she said that Atlantis was yeah yeah like the location of it um you know how it was yeah powered and all these different things there was a really cool part too where they give us a bit of an inkling as to like what the purpose of our earth is. Thought that was really, really fascinating. My cat was acting up a lot this episode, so there's a few, you know, 
annoying disturbances from there. We had to cut out and stuff. So apologize for that. One of these days, we will be more professional about the whole thing. Yeah. So anyways, it was it was super fascinating for me. And I've since a ki- since I was a kid, I was always really interested in Atlantis and the Bermuda Triangle and all these things. So it was fun to do this episode. And we really hope that you guys enjoy it as much as we did. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We decided that this week we would go with a location instead of a person, and we've decided that we are going to explore the lost city or continent of Atlantis. Victoria, you don't know much about it, but you looked it up a little bit just to have some context. A tiny bit, but clearly I and she still didn't do it. Understand what it she, she thought it, can I tell what she thought it yeah. was an underwater world. I don't know, with fish Like people. in The Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah, like The Little Mermaid. <laughs> Some merman and merwomen. Um, so what we know of Atlantis, and, and there's not much, and this is it's why it's very interesting to see what will come up today. But uh, Plato, I guess, was the most famous one as far as mentioning Atlantis and how it had sunk beneath the sea about 8,000 years ago, 10,000 years ago, longer. It was, it was about 9,9,500 9, years ago from when he gave the telling. And so it, uh, at the end of the last ice age is when the major catastrophe started happening and the floods, and that was about 11,500 to 12,500 years ago. Right. So that same time as like Gobekli Tepe. And that was built. Um, yeah. And then, so there's a lot of theories about Atlantis. People, there's not much proof but so many people have different theories about it and they span the whole world almost like so we'll see what comes up through you yeah i do not have a clue what's going to come up so we also have the emerald tablets we have edgar casey's um tellings of it he's got the biggest archive of do you know edgar casey yeah okay um very well-known psychic would he was even a psychic for um like presidents and stuff um, he was the sleeping prophet. He was early 1900s, and he's got archives of things on Atlantis, of what it was really like. And he's even one of the people who said, "Okay, there's a there's a chamber under the this is, has nothing to do with Atlantis. There's a chamber under the right paw of or maybe it was the, the left Sphinx. paw of the Sphinx, and it didn't take it took them it took the Japanese in the 70s or 80s, 1970s or 1980s to actually have laser um, radar that can penetrate deep enough, and they did find a chamber underneath one of the paws. I think it's a lot, I forget which one he said it was. So he's really, really accurate. And so, anyway. And he's quite prophetic. He's kind of like Nostradamus in that way. Like yeah, he predicted yeah. things, and he's known for that. Um, anyway, but yeah, for so, the listeners, again, Atlantis was meant, uh, purported to be um, a place above, like on the earth. That people lived in, and it was um, maybe perhaps an advanced society, and then it got swallowed up by the water, and nobody knows necessarily where it is. So yeah, that's kind of the general broad strokes background. I feel like I'm back at school and hearing <laughs> big names, I'm like trying to understand everything. Okay, well yeah, we'll just see okay. what you come up with. <clears throat> right, where should we start? Just tune into the time, I guess, and see... Yeah, see what happens. Set an intention that we are here to uncover something about Atlantis and see who steps forward. Okay. If you've listened to our episode, the first one, Gobekli Tepe, this is reminding me of that when the man stepped forward and what did I call him? Like the architect or something? Mm. Um, there's a similar feeling of a male energy stepping forward and he, he feels. Um, like an intellectual or a historian, somebody with like a scroll or a book who wants to share information. Um, so I'm not being taken back to the time. I think somebody's going to share their experience of it. Um, cool. Okay. I feel like he's trying to show me a map. Like he's opened the book and it's like a 3D map of what it would have looked like. Can you describe it? There are definitely, I'm seeing like mountains, so to the north and maybe the east a bit, like northeast, there are mountains. I feel like there's a higher elevation there. 
there's something about it that feels quite protected. Um, so if certain people came from a direction, they wouldn't know it was there because it's hidden. It feels like quite a hidden place. And then to the south, it feels like it would be on the, on the coast, on the water. So it's definitely got an edge that meets the ocean. And then on another side, you can see mountainous regions. So it feels like quite a good place to be strategically. Is he showing you where in the world today that relates to? Definitely don't feel this place exists anymore as land above the ocean. It's really hard to see because the map I'm seeing isn't the map that exists now. So it's really hard to place what, what was what and where. And, and what he's showing you, is it a city or is it like a landmass? A continent or something bigger than a city? My initial feeling that it was more like um, a city. But I'm wondering if I zoom out how far it would spread. Like maybe just an island nation? Was it an island? No, my feeling is connected to a bigger landmass. But it feels like protected, like I said, by the mountainous region. Do you know what part of the ocean, as in there's Pacific, Atlantic, there's, do you know which one it's connected to, touching? Okay, I'm just going to go on a map of what I know of the world. <laughs> and just, it's almost like feeling hot and cold, <laughs> what's where. Asia feels like no. Australasia, no. America, no. So it's somewhere... Africa? Cool. It's around, but it's not. Europe? It's somewhere in that bit, so like um, between Africa and Europe, but somewhere along that strait, like... Like around the Bosphorus? Oh no, not the Bosphorus, the G like Gibraltar area? West coast of Africa? Northwest coast of Africa? Because <laughs> 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 what is that between Europe? Yeah, it's just... Europe comes in, Africa comes out, there's some ocean there. Well, that's the Mediterranean, though. The that's the Mediterranean, well, Mediterranean but there's, also, right. yeah. there's also the Atlantic Ocean right between Europe and Africa. The Mediterranean is above America. Africa. The Atlantic Ocean is on the west side. I'm a historian. <laughs> Geography person. <laughs> is um, it in Antarctica? No. Okay. Well, I think, I mean... It's... Okay, wait. Let I me think I know what you mean. Yeah, I think I know the area you're talking about. I'm trying to think, like, at that time, what was plugged where? Like, where was Africa now in relation to Europe now? Yeah. Just know oh. that back then, we had thousands of miles of more land. Yeah. So it's very confusing to try and pinpoint yeah. it to what we know, because everything has shuffled so much. From, can I give you a little thing of what Edgar Casey and sure. what my near-death experience friend said? Mm-hmm. You're right in that location. Okay. You're right where it's, it was. So. Is there any remaining parts of Atlantis still existing today? Like maybe the little tops of the mountains or some little islands in the ocean? Or is, is it all gone? Ooh. I was going to say I feel like it's all gone, but is it? Yeah. All gone. Yeah. Okay. I just asked that guy and he was like, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what that's what doing. Well, what yeah. would he like to share with us about Atlantis? He has so much wonder in his energy, like he's really excited and um, he just keeps wanting to like put out maps and things and show me and he's just really enthusiastic about wanting to point things out. So who is he? Who are you? Actually, I'm hearing like is someone with a keen interest in that time. I don't know that he was there. Oh, okay. Would we right to say someone's a theologist? What's a theologist? That Theolog he's God. Yeah, that's religions. Oh. Theology. <laughs> I don't know if we've got the right word. Or is he more interested in like the culture? He's interested in that Sociology. It's, it's, more, it's more than um, a philosopher. I see where you're going with the theology then. I just can't think of the right English word. Okay, let's see if he was there. Where you? No, you weren't there. How do you know so much then? Okay, let me find out actually if this person was even living. If if they're a past spirit or they're just I don't know, an angel of some kind. Mm. I've never come across this before, so this is new for me. But it it almost feels like a 
a bookkeeper or um, someone who has access to the records. Yeah. Was it the Akashic Records? Maybe, which is with? interesting because I had a reading last night. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. It just feels like somebody who knows a lot, like that kind of um, librarian feeling. Yeah. Okay. So I don't think this person wasn't there and I don't know that they've lived either. He just has access to the records. Yeah. Okay. So is there anything he wants to share with us about the records? <clears throat> It's cool. It's like this whole section of the library where you can take out a book on any time period, any place, and look at it. I want to go. <laughs> I'd be so happy in there, my God. And it feels like he knows which one, which person would need. That you don't even really have to ask or specify who he knows which one you need to see. What do you mean by that? Like, I don't have to say show me the one on... He knows what she's looking for, yeah. so he's like, here, oh, okay. this is what I've got. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, I okay. feel like just go in and ask him. Just ask questions and more. Yeah, so what 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 does he want to share with us about Atlantis that he's so excited about? I'm hearing, like, it was a magnificent world. A time before... Hmm, it's like a time before the Dark Age. Or something. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Feels like it could be the last civilization before a more modern one. And it, it, it feels like there's a huge split. Um, almost like civilization on Earth started all over again. Like went to really basic. Okay. Okay, I feel like asking whether this it was meant to end. It does feel like a natural a natural ending to an age. Was it at its prime when it ended or in decay? It feels like the people who were alive at that time were aware that time was going to end. You know, like when people have predicted, you know, 2012 was meant to be the end of the world or something. Um, it feels a little bit like that. Was there a mass migrations outside or to leave Atlanta? Nope, not Atlanta. <laughs> Atlantis? It feel, I sense that there was a bit of a divide, like a feeling of some people know this and some people didn't really want to believe it. Um, and there are, and within those factions, there are people who chose to stay knowing that it would disappear. Wow, that's so accurate. Okay. Because it feels like our time is up. It, if, it feels, ooh, get on tingly feelings. Um, they're at peace with the fact that their journey is over. Um, and there are other people who feel more like, I guess what we'd call ego now, of clinging on and wanting to continue. So they they move. And there are people who don't believe and stay because they're just like, that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And then people who don't believe but follow the people who left. Yeah. And technology-wise... Was it comparable to what we have now? More advanced, less advanced? I don't think it was anything like this technological age that we have in terms of like electricity and laptops and screens and all these things. Um, but there's something about it feeling like a way more advanced system and way of living. And I'll try and understand that more. I, I don't think we would be able to understand that very well considering how we live. It feels fairly smooth running. Um, I want to see what kind of like, if there were a hierarchy or, you know, now we have governments and leaders and things, did they, did that exist? I feel like this place existed for quite a long time. So there were a lot of shifts. Um, and at one point I can imagine there's probably someone there who feels a little bit darker or not quite it's not like this pure space where there's no rupture or or anything that would... I feel like as souls, they still needed to learn, so it, it wasn't going to be all light and love. But it doesn't feel brutal like life was after that in what I'm seeing as the Dark Age and what we've gone through and kind of still where we are. This violence doesn't really exist in that way. Was it more of a... Monarch or patriarch? More woman-led or... or matriarch? That's matriarch. what I meant. Did yeah. you say monarch? <laughs> yeah. Matriarch or patriarch? 
for oligarchy. Not both. That means like many rulers, small group of rulers. I, I just feel uncomfortable with any of those words. They don't fit into that world. Okay. Democratic society? I think it's like I said previously, we just can't understand, can't apply it to any way that we live now. Okay, let me ask this dude behind me. I feel like he's kind of laughing when I say like, can you show me a book on the government or how things worked? As if I'm so human. Hearing something about like the word star, not necessarily astrology, but um, almost like a well of light or something or a place people go to where they're guided by something bigger or deeper than, than they are. It was like a gravitational pull to a place. A place in Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Kind of like oracles or? An energy source? I'm seeing it as more literal. Like I see it as this space in the earth where this like light comes from or something. Would it be crystals? Oh, could be. I can't assign it to anything that I know. And it's hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that maybe like a ball of light existed on Earth, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did it meet its end? I'm hearing like the sky went dark and even that light source, it actually feels kind of... The way I'm seeing it is like something would be described in a biblical story. Um, so I'm seeing everything kind of goes dark, but then it also feels a bit like an earthquake. So it feels like everything just gets like a sinkhole just kind of falls in um, and gets pulled down. And I'm seeing where that, that source of light that I'm seeing, where does that go? Does that disappear or is that staying there? I feel like it stays there. So maybe it still exists now. Mm -hmm. It does. Okay. <laughs> I know where to, according to my new death okay. experience. Just everything around it gets sucked in. And then if the mountain goes down too, What's on the other side? Well, then I think I, I, quite a lot of land disappeared. Tell me what you know about this thing of light. I've never heard about that. Okay, well, if, if I'm correct with what you're seeing, this is all what... It's okay if I just talk about what my near-death experience friend was told during her near-death experience. Um, she was told a lot about Atlantis and that it was a society that really worked around crystals. And I'm not talking like just little crystals, crystals that were gigantic and they were a source of light. And there was one main source of light that gave the, that they were also were able to get information from. Um, but there was a dark force mm -hmm. that used that crystal to kind of wage war on their own society and other societies. And they used that to... Um, to such a, almost like they overwhelmed it and the light grew and grew and grew and, and it brought down, it was on the southeast corner of uh, Atlantis and it brought down um, Atlantis, literally sinking it, causing earthquakes, causing tsunamis. It was a massive, huge uh, power that overcame the whole, the whole place. And it helped this all happen during the ice age. Um, and that location, she was told, is still there, that the that crystal is still around, but it's way far, far deep under the ocean. And she was told that it's the Bermuda Triangle. That's where it's at. Mm -hmm. And she was told this, this, it was a big continent, and it was you know, kind of where you said. She even showed me on a map, she, she got onto um, when... Google Maps was kind of newer. She got onto Google Maps and showed me exactly where it is. And you can see where it is on the land. She can see, she showed me, it's like, you can even tell in the Atlantic Ocean where it was. This is the shape, it's right there. Mm -hmm. And there was mountains on the very north, like you were saying, mm -hmm. big old mountains. And there's still remnants, you know, there's some islands here and there in that area that, that it was. But it's, it was, the majority of it was more towards Europe and Africa. So, yeah. Bermuda is quite a long way from Africa. Mm -hmm. So it was a big continent that kind of took over the entire Atlantic? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And um, 
uh, yeah. So it went all the way down, like the the Keys was part of it, um, even close to Cuba was part of it. So that kind of whole circular like Caribbean. That mm-hmm. those are little pieces of it still there. Grenada, so that's that's that. This is according to her. Yeah. It's also um, Edgar Casey says stuff like that too. So mm. that's so interesting about yeah. about it's like overusing the energy source and then it causes mass destruction and sinks down. Mm-hmm. They were using it for warlike purposes though. Yeah. Um, so there was a, a divide, like you said. There was a divide with the nation. Those who were seeking peace and those who were secretly seeking war just simply to take over more land. Mm. So, Did the people that left, where did they go? Well, I was just feeling that. I was like, I don't think anyone made it far enough in time that they would have been saved because so much of it disappeared. Do they have colonies outside, like in other parts of the world? I really have to get my human brain out of the way here. It's so hard to imagine any of this and accept it as truth. Okay. Well, this, I feel that the stuff that exists to the east in Asia and then further south from Atlantis. Where would that be? It feels like there was way more land connected to like Australia, New Zealand. It feels like there was a lot more land in that region. So New Zealand was, I mean, right now it's like a small fraction of how big Zealandia was. Oh, yeah. But I'm not sure when it was that huge mass, but okay. But at this time, I don't, I don't necessarily know or feel that um, there was widespread knowledge of other places on Earth. Mm-hmm. So people in Atlantis, did they even know that Asia existed? Yeah, it wasn't like having an internet, mm. things no. like that, yeah. Well, because one thing I've heard before is that the Egyptian culture might have come from Atlantean settlers. Does that ring true at all? could be possible if people made it that far east. When you say Egypt or Egyptian culture, there's, there's like a, a bit of a dark feeling actually. I know so much was built during that time and there's actually very little we probably know about what really happened, but that I just have kind of this feeling that something about that place was born out of darkness. So potentially if there were settlers then they could have been more of the people who wanted power. Yeah. Let's see more let's, yeah, I wanna see more of that of what the divide was about and and like I feel like this guy behind me is getting out some old dusty book on the divide. It's a very big book. Hmm. Hearing a seed was planted that was spread. That's cool. But it's like a seed of darkness. That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> it, it feels quite, um, how should I put it, divinely orchestrated. Um, I'm, I'm also seeing like the yin-yang symbol. So they're needing to be balanced and almost as a bit of a testing ground of which one will grow more. So like the light or the dark. Um, And there are points where like, you know, the dark's bigger than the light and then the light's bigger than it. It's always fluctuating. And I feel like that equilibrium is still around now. It's still a thing that almost feels a bit like the purpose of Earth, to be honest. Um, except it's, and, and that's always been there, it's just that then civilizations have disappeared and new ones have appeared, um, and it's constantly shifting, but the same same core is there. And I want to go back to this, this thing of light, which let's say was a crystal. It did feel like people kind of, you just look into it and you like know things or feel things. Um, so it didn't really feel like anyone was in charge. It was almost like, any old person could go and look in it and they would just know what their role was or what they were meant to do. So there wasn't much feeling of like, I'm in charge and you're doing this. It was everyone was kind of on the same page. But then this darkness, and I'm seeing the darkness come from the right side. So I'd say the, the east. And it's just the seed, This yeah, that darkness seed grows and becomes more of a shadow. And that, that light crystal, that, that light is still there, but there's this feeling of undermining 
It's just weird because it's like this crystal can't be corrupted. It is the light. It can't be... That can't be turned into darkness. That will always be light at its core, but there's just a shadow around it that kind of encases it and takes it away from the people. Is it through, like, spreading rumours that the crystal's not good? Or, like, how did it undermine if good people question. believed in it so much and knew it was powerful and a good force? What was their tactic to undermine it? I'm trying to work out where this darkness comes from. Because then it feels like there's more of a set of Atlanteans who... Then I'd say more like oligarchy, like you said. Feels very Lord of the Rings to me. It does. I'm seeing like five figures. Oh, you're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> and they're almost like rising up and, and, and growing. These Atlantean people? Yeah. But I, I'm lost on how they get here. Where did they come from? How did this happen? I was going to ask you, I mean, who, who were the people living there? Are they humans? Are they from other planets? That's a good point, actually. Other planets. Because I was wondering how that can be born from Earth when there was good here. It feels like a descent of darkness, which would make me feel like perhaps they're not, the energy is not from this planet. What about the people living in Atlantis? Who were they? What's their history? Energetically, I feel like there are a lot of people from um, different universes or galaxies or whatever really? you call it. Like at their core, they're, they're not all mm. necessarily the same. Um, but they feel like they're of a much higher vibration. They're from advanced. Do you mean the souls that incarnated in? Into, yeah, yeah, into the bodies. Yeah. yeah. They're very advanced souls, it feels like. Were the bodies themselves human? That's what I, f I feel like, yeah. I feel like they were. But in inside, they were just a lot more advanced. So they're not processing things in the way that we are now. How did they find this crystal? What are the origins of this place? It feels kind of similar to how it disappeared. It's almost like the reverse. That over time it like grew from something or... or I'm seeing it as like cogs moving and, and things shifting. So at some point, this appeared over time. Did it have any extraterrestrial or alien help in the beginning? Well, this is where I feel like the darkness may come from. It feels um, a bit like Earth being a playground for ulterior motives. Um, so like with the advanced souls in the Atlantean bodies. And then I also believe that... Um, Human bodies can be a host for ETs and other entities to come in, even now. So it feels like something greater than Earth, like whatever is going on out there now in the universe, like the galactic wars or whatever exists out there. Um, I feel like this darkness may descend from a group of people out there. Similar to when we did um, the Yonaguni yeah. one. When I just felt the darkness and I wasn't allowed to speak to them. Mm. It feels quite similar. Um, so getting back to where, so you said the crystal kind of formed and grew. And then people, somebody stumbled upon it and realized it had these powers and more and more people came. Or is it like consciously created by something, someone as, you know, something that stores information or to transmit information or to generate power or is it just like a geological anomaly i'm just having a hard time answering that question i don't know if i'm not meant to know don't need to know or i just can't answer it do you know mm -hmm. oh tell us oh boy um so there's these two continents atlantis and lemuria that were around at the same time around the same time they both were long lasting cultures we believe we've been around here in, in our modern, modern era for about 10,000 years. This lasted a lot longer. And this is, uh, just sounds so sci-fi, what I'm about to say. So this is what so, your near-death experience yeah, lady told and, you. And, yeah. and other, like Ruth Montgomery, she also had, she was an automatic, automatic writer, which she was a Catholic. 
and she became an automatic writer and she's like, what the hell are they talking about? How, there's no such thing as reincarnation. What the heck? Who's Atlantis? And all this mm-hmm. stuff. So she's got books and books on it. And so these, these societies were formed um, by alien cultures. They both had two different types of technology. The Lemurian technology is something so vast and different that I can't really understand. It's more like zero point. I don't know how to explain it. And, and it was given to them to see one of the reasons given to them to see how humans would react with it. And then the um, Atlanteans were given the crystal technology. Both were flourishing as very peaceful societies until something happened. But um, so these crystals were forged from the earth, deep in the earth. And they're giant. There's a lot more than just this big giant crystal that I was talking about. They're, they're all over Atlantis. But there was one main one. And that was helped brought along and forged out of the earth from the extraterrestrials. <laughs> Sounds so ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, this is what they were told. And so it was like how you'd live, lift an ob- obelisk and and set it and all that stuff. And it gave them vast amount of information. It's almost like having your own, more like a spiritual internet type of thing, rather than very physical. And I mean, it was physical, but it's nowadays, everything is so physical. Everything's about the mind. Back then it was a little bit different. It's more about spiritual and about the heart. Until what you were talking about, there were these dark entities that did come and they brought in what's called like the patriarchal energies and they were to bring down um they even developed temples and churches on in Atlantis but Atlantis was so they were uh, a very free will like society that okay well yeah of course you can have this you know you can worship whatever you want but they started coming in more and more and convincing people and all that stuff and changing the dynamics of Atlantis until it was too late mm-hmm. Um, so them being so free and open kind of bit them in the butt. Um, and they took down Lemuria. So a lot of history with it. Yeah. Again, I don't know if this is true. It's just what my near death experience But that's amazing that you told. said it was powered by crystals and that that's exactly what you said. And you came up with on your own without mm. knowing anything about it. Like that blows my mind. Cause I don't even know if I've heard that. Oh really? I don't think so. Oh, I thought that was kind of known. Okay. <laughs> In yeah. some circles. Most validating for me to hear your yeah. experience because I don't have a clue and I can't prove any of this. So. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm so excited. I have so much Atlantis information and Lemuria information. It's the thing I've, for some reason, I've gotten the most information on that I cannot wait for to write the series. I have this whole nine oh. book series I can't wait to write of the history of Atlantis. So are we are we meant to resurrect this technology i feel like no way not right now <laughs> could you imagine right now way too dangerous we're still like in the midst of the dark ages to yeah power can't be in the wrong hands i want to know more about the power that like what did they use it for so for healing probably for like electricity or a, a version of that like how could it be used in a negative way I don't think it's that the object can be used in a negative way. It's just that like people's minds and beliefs can be manipulated. And then it's like the positive is only for the people in charge. So it gets like taken, um, access would get restricted. Mm. So then it can only be, access would be restricted and then it could only be used for the people in charge. That makes sense. So then people would start dying. Right. Hmm. Of illnesses and disease, I guess. I mean, I see parallels, you know, history repeating itself. Mm-hmm. Like how you said about how, you know, darkness starts growing and they start convincing other people. First, you're open and free and you let these forces come in with this idea that, you know, the good elevates everything. But instead, it's like the dark brings everything down. And mm-hmm. it finds its way into people's minds. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we see that happening mm-hmm. now. And just as the light has its way and its powers, the dark also does. And I don't really want to look into that um, because it is so dark, but they probably have their methods and tools. Mm-hmm. 
wouldn't mind going back to like the geography of all of this. So you're saying there's a pretty big landmass, mm-hmm. and that it, when you say so, Atlantis itself is sort of hidden. Like, are you talking about the the, the capital city? Well, I was seeing it before Brandon said that it was, you know, spread out huge. I was seeing it as one particular area. So that's what this guy was showing me. Maybe he just wanted me to look at that. But that felt like the centre and the place with the crystal or the light or wherever it was. Hmm. And how is this city, like, configured? I feel like I'm having an argument with the librarian now. What's he saying? (laughs) Why? It's weird. I'm not sure that he trusts me anymore. Why do you say he doesn't trust you anymore? I think he feels like he has a bit of a fear of the darkness and even up there in the Akashic records. Um, I feel like it's pretty well protected, but even within those realms, there's all sorts of battles and wars and things that take place and needing to keep certain people out. But I'm letting him know that we don't want to call any of that in, so it's fine. I just want to see what the city looks like. Yeah. I see there being a lot of white, like maybe it's white stone. Um, it's just really hard to even. I'm I'm trying to relax and get him to like show me what it was, but the he human brain a map for it. Even if he showed it to me, my human brain will get in the way to a certain point because I can't even fathom. It's like yeah, a sci-fi thing that you can't. Right. Yeah. There are limits to this work. <laughs> Do you have any more questions? I just want to say it feels very beautiful and natural. Like in the beginning when I saw the mountains and then the water and you've got the crystal. I can imagine that there are lakes and rivers and things there too and it just feels very wholesome and safe and comforting. I I don't know whether, you know, there were like skyscrapers and this or that, but it feels very beautiful, however that would have looked to them. And what was like everyday life there? I mean, what was... Their purpose, were they big on trade? Were they a learning center, business? feels a lot to do with learning. And like I said, they're being advanced souls for them to come into a different form and experience how that feels. Um, And it would have been very strange for them to be in something that's probably a lot more limiting than the, the place their original souls were from. Was it like a kind of Mecca? Did people come from far and wide? Or did not many people even know about it, which you kind of said earlier? It feels more like the people that choose to come, they're choosing to incarnate into those bodies, not choosing to come from another place on Earth. Hmm. So in that time, I mean, what is the time span of this place? Does he have that kind of information? feels like a very long time. I don't know why. The number that came from is 40,000. Mm, that's interesting. Is that that's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I was told 60,000. Okay. 60. Um, that it existed for 60,000 years? Yeah, but that makes more sense at the 40,000 years because it didn't just exist for 60,000 years as Atlantis. It was forming. It was like, there was a lot of different things going on. And Atlantis took so many different forms, um, even government-wise and I think you mentioned five different, I think oh, yeah. there was, what was that there was um, towards the end, there was five different like factions. Um, they weren't working together. It was almost like this section of Atlantis was worn with this section of Atlantis and that kind of thing. That was towards the end. Mm. Um, but at that time, Atlantis, the continent was a completely different shape and form because, you know, 60,000 or 40,000 years is a long time. And and like even even in Africa right now we have it's there's a rift in I think it's Kenya or Nigeria, but it's literally opening up. So um, a rift not in the people but in the actual continent. Uh-huh. So things have changed. You know they eventually became you know islands. Where was I going with that? What was I talking about? The oh the four yeah. So there was like five different. There was I think it was four or five different factions. One was like the law of one. One was, I believe, gosh, I used to know the names of these all. Seth, something Seth. Is this also um, what Matthias de Stefanos talks about? I don't know what he talks about. So okay. Okay. Um, I, I know he talks about the history of like Egypt and Ken. She called Ken. Um, I need to read up or... It's, I, 
I need so to do you know learn who this, more about it. This guy is. I've heard of him. I, yeah. So I, he he when he was twelve years old, he lives now. Um, young handsome fellow, and he started remembering his past lives, which includes a life in Egypt, includes life in Atlantis, and even a really really old life that from like a million plus years ago or something. In like Atlantis. That. Oh no! In another, and that was I can oh. think of in another planet. Oh, wait, did one of you tell me this? Yeah, we were we've talked about it before. Or it was in the podcast I was listening to the other day. Uh, I don't know. Aubrey Marcus has yes. interviewed him. But yeah, I need yeah. to listen Aubrey to that. I haven't listened to, to that. Okay. Um, or maybe. But he says I, I that yeah, clip it, used, ahead. it used to be called Chem, or that was the name for Atlantis back in the day. Oh, oh, and that also. I thought it that was, was the name for Egypt. Uh, I should shut because I don't listen. So. I thought he named Egypt Chem. Maybe, maybe that's what it was. Anyways, there's another name for Atlantis. He says we called it this at the time. And then he does mention Chem, but that could have been in relation to Egypt. But he says that it was created by mixing the Anunnaki, which you always talk about. I don't even know what they really are, but they come from the stars. Because it's funny how you said that, like the star. Mixing the Anunnaki with what? Well, that's who founded Atlantis, was like this race of star people came and mixed with humans. That's what he says. Oh, well, I was told something different. That's interesting. What, What were you told? Um, Anunnaki came down and liked to take credit for a lot of things, is what I've told. And they're, they're the ones who brought in the patriarchal energies. But uh, Atlantis was an experiment from very high star people, very advanced star people, a mix of them, like a, a, lot, of, a lot of them, not just like, I think it was like 12 or is a, is a council. And um, the reason why we have so many races or so many species of humans is because they were trying to find the right human that can live under the conditions of earth because earth is a very difficult place to live i mean 120 years is supposed to be our average lifespan and it's hard to even get to that so it was like an experiment to see how it go with free will with all this stuff with certain technologies they also put some in lemuria some in other areas that do without technology see how they do and all that stuff so but i don't know he could be right uh, and then he says that he says that as well that it was an experiment and that even the Anunnaki didn't realize that they were also part of the experiment oh interesting. Uh, but he talks about that the birth of all these different races that come like I didn't listen to the whole thing I was just like okay. trying to get a, just a tad of information but um, there's a lot there because he remembers his life living there so it would be kind In of Atlantis? interesting yeah it would oh. be kind of interesting to watch that and then come back and mm-hmm. and talk to you did he talk about see. a war between Atlantis and Lemuria um, he has spoken about that I, I think I've heard him make reference to okay. that and some um, other thing I was listening to I had a question I was going to ask you <laughs> <laughs> so toward the end of Atlantis um, and this is also Edgar Casey talks about this. Ruth Montgomery, I believe, talks about this. I read her her whole book on it, and my near death experience friend talked about this. The patriarchal energies, which simply means the people who were worshiping the patriarchal and were also experimenting on people, and creating slavery and stuff like that, they started. You know, you heard of the Minotaurs and the Centurion, the Centaurs and stuff like that. Well, she was told, my near-death experience friend was told, and Edgar Casey, I believe, was told this too, that they started experimenting with that kind of thing, putting half a human on a horse, like doing a ridiculous genetic experiments that were creating these creatures that were living in misery, but they were extremely strong, they were doing slave work and all this stuff. Was Is that something that... In Atlantis? In Atlantis, she was told this. Not in Lemuria. Lemuria was a very peaceful place. It was a very wonderful place. It feels like there are a lot of things done by the darker factions that I'm not being shown detail on, and I don't feel the need to verify whether that's true or false. But I, I do sense like they're taking advantage of people. Um, I just feel sad because from such like a, a loving race and species and then they're kind of just like like you said they get bitten in the ass for their goodwill i do get the feeling that people kind of just disappeared i wonder um going to nowadays because we seem to uh, repeat history constantly 
because we have Lemurian souls, we have Atlantean souls, we have Egyptian souls, all these things, are the Atlantean souls, it just feels like that right now for me, but the, Atlant the souls, those, those, those darker scientific Atlantean souls are now incarnating or have been incarnating in right now during this time and almost repeating what they were doing back then. Is that... I, I also feel the lighter ones are here too, though. It is similar, but like I said earlier, it just feels like there's this eternal yin-yang balance, light-dark theme that resides on Earth. And so no matter whether they're from the same places that they were during Atlantis, it's the same premise. Yeah. Interesting. Is there ever going to be a time that we're going to get back to the point? You know how well, Atlantis started out as a very light, beautiful culture. Are we ever going to repeat that and go back to that? I don't think that's written in stone. Um, it's just how our awareness just, and consciousness advances. Yeah, it's what, what we choose to work towards. I do feel like we're moving more towards the light now, but there's still so many crucial points and crossroads that we're at and we're going to come to in the near future and generations beyond us as well like you think we just said 40,000 years for Atlantis <laughs> what are we on now here? like <laughs> <Right>. 10 <laughs> exactly <laughs> Great. yeah there's this need to like cram it all in quickly but it's just not how things unfold yeah and we'll see like the micro of that in our lifetimes and then we're looking at the macro of Atlantis now. It's but kind of like we can make micro. that micro into our own communities. And, yeah. Yeah. So fascinating. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much for, yeah, and whoever this guy was, thank you for sharing yeah. what Mr. he Akashic. did yeah, mm -hmm. about it. Um, yeah. Well, why don't we wrap that up for now? And we may revisit at a later date. We'll see if there's more questions that we want to ask. But... If you guys have any questions, feel free to pop them in the comments. We'd love to hear back from our listeners. And if you can support us anyway, sharing um, this podcast, we'd really appreciate that. And we will see you next time. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Enjoy. Bye.